Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple seconds and just let the Lord reveal himself to you in whatever way he chooses. Lord, we just invite you to do that. Reveal yourself to our natural senses, our solical senses, And give us a new hunger and thirst for you, Lord. Just don't let us miss you. And don't let us back away from what you have for us, Lord. We know that what you have for each one of us as individuals is not only what we need, but will fulfill the desires of our heart that you have given us those desires Lord that we will enjoy the process we will be grateful and thankful for the results it will be healing and fulfilling and Beyond our wildest dreams, it will be you. So, Lord, whatever path, whatever change, whatever you need to do in our lives, we give you permission to do that. We not only invite you to do that, Lord, we desire, we ask you, Lord, do whatever it takes. We want to make the most of our time here on this earth. In our spirit, we've already agreed to what you're doing today and tomorrow and what you've done in the past. So, Lord, whatever instruction or teaching teaching or guidance or direction we need. Lord, you know what we need. You know what we need far better than we do. And we know, Lord, that if our face is toward you, we can't miss you. It may not feel like it. It may not even look like it. But we are in your hands at all times. Our times and seasons are in your hand. Our circumstances and past, present, and future are in your hands. And Lord, we're we're going through the process of learning to trust you. So we're going to be gracious toward ourselves and towards others. We're all on a journey. 
and we can let others be where they are, Lord, and let us, let ourselves be where we are. This is a fleeting moment in our lives, a fleeting moment in our time. The more we can rest and enjoy, the more we can experience who you are. And we thank you ahead of time for what you're doing in each one of our lives, Lord. We know that you want not just what's good or better, but best. Even we we don't know what that is. Thank you, Lord. So we've been talking about having our senses quickened. First we were talking about our, our natural senses. To be able to see into the supernatural realm, but also to perceive when the supernatural realms, realm breaks into the natural. Then there's also our supernatural senses that are attached to our soul, so they're solical senses. Now the solical senses that you and I have are different than other creatures that have souls or that dwell in the supernatural realm. So you and I are learning something different than what others may experience. Our senses are unique to our being, our creation. So we have to learn on our own how our solical senses function, how they function towards the supernatural and how they function towards the natural. Now, when I say we have to learn, we could, we could say we have to return to using our supernatural senses. In the beginning, when we, through Adam and Eve, walked with God, we used all of our spiritual senses. We used all of our solical senses we used all of our natural senses there was a perfect alignment a perfect flow of life from our natural to our solical to our spiritual and back and forth life and truth flowed freely to us, in us, through us, we ha- had eternal life. And we functioned as one, spirit, soul, and body, when we, you and I, through being in Adam, we walked with God. We communed with him. Our senses That's what they were created for, was to commune with God, to receive truth and life 
and everything we needed through communion with God. So what happened is there was that great separation between Adam and God. He didn't die physically. He didn't die solically. He died in his spirit. And it was through spirit that he received life and could commune with God. So all of a sudden, supernatural senses didn't function the same way. And the natural senses didn't function the same way. And they haven't functioned correctly since. But now you and I, because we have been re-spirited, we are once again a living spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. So now your spirit is teaching your soul, your soulical senses, and your spirit is reteaching your natural senses how to hear spirit, how to receive information from your spirit, how to return to being a living, single being, spirit, soul, and body. Now, as that happens, there's going to be, there is and always will be, a big difference between you and I being restored to spirit, soul, and body and what Adam experienced and Eve. I'm not excluding anyone, but there's a, there was a unity there. They weren't different beings. They were all one. Adam, Eve, and God were all one. So as we become one in ourselves, spirit, soul, and body, the distinction between what we are becoming and what Adam was, was we have experienced what it's like to be separate from God to be dead in our spirit. We know what it's like to be restored. Adam knew God and could not appreciate him because he always had him. Then when he died... He had no way of getting back. God said, out of the garden, and you're not coming back. Now, there was a promise of restoration through Eve, through the heel, uh, treading on the serpent. We won't get into that too far. So there was a process that was, was set in motion, and you and I are the beneficiaries of that process. So that now our spirit, soul, and body becoming one can appreciate God, can appreciate change, can appreciate time. We can be grateful 
and thankful and experience God in a way that Adam and Eve never would be able to because they always had all of their needs met by God. So this is something that over time God may decide to really make real to you. And what's fascinating is each one of us has areas in our lives where he gives us aha moments. And sometimes we don't even know it may not even be a big thing. It's just, oh, okay, that now that makes sense. Now I understand. Now I get it. And truth is like that. It's not about information. It's not about learning. It's about life, eternal life, the God life. So we're in the process of learning about our senses, our solical senses and our supernatural senses. Why? It's not because they're particularly critical. This is not a critical thing to be doing. It's certainly not going to affect your experiencing God or where he, you know, his devotion to you. But why we're learning these things and the other things we we talk about here is not so we can have a checklist or do certain things to achieve a certain goal. It's about the process. What is God's goal for us? It's relationship. It's knowing him in reality. And how do we know someone? How do you get to know someone? You spend time with them doing different things. If Knowing God, if all it took was, for instance, reading your Bible, we would only know him in one way. If it was only through worship, singing, raising your hands, then we'd only know one aspect of him. If it's only serving others, If that's all we're taught, this is knowing God. That's all we would know of him, certain aspects of him. So we want to be available to him. And whatever opportunities come along, however, whatever the circumstances are that he makes available to us, that's how we look at them. Every opportunity that comes is simply God making himself available to teach you, to heal you, to expand, to answer your questions. So we talk about a variety of different things 
to stretch. This is one of the things. If you have questions about what we're talking about, great. Because the goal is not for you to agree with me. It's for you to go to the Father with your questions. Not even about getting those questions answered. But when you go to him, that's the goal. Turning to him. Becoming that relationship with him. Becoming closer, more aware. Knowing him in whatever way he chooses. So it's not about being able to do or be or affect the world, change the world, or be what be what a whatever a good little Christian is supposed to be. It's about knowing God, being in true relationship with Him. And what that looks like for you at any given time is going to be different than what it looks like for someone else. And let's be patient with one another as that happens. We're all on our own path, and yet he joins us together so we can learn from one another and encourage one another and pose these questions again, not so we can all come into agreement or even get the answer. Okay, this is why this happens, or this is how this works. No, it's so we can provoke one another. When you ask the Lord, what did he say? When you turn to God, what did it look like? When he healed you, what was that like? It's always turning back to him. Again, not even that we're, we we don't, in our spirit, we're, we don't need to turn to him. We're already one with him. But your soul has gotten so used to being king of its own kingdom that the last thing it wants to do is turn to another king. It's like, no, 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 I'll take care of things. And yet God will not allow that. You are his prize. You are his everything. And he will not share you with another, even if that other is your own kingdom, your own self, your own idea of who God is, or any way you've chosen to get your own needs met. He will not allow that to continually work. Why? because he loves you. You are part of him. And regardless of whether you like that or not, this is the way it is. He created you. He's formed you for this time and this season. And your spirit, if you've been born again, if you've been respirited, your spirit has already said, yes, Lord. Whatever you want to do, it's fine with me. I'm all in. And your spirit does know what's best for you. Your spirit knows your past, your present, and your future. And your spirit is teaching 
your soul, and your body, how to return to unity in order to receive that perfect eternal life now. So again, this is why we talk about different aspects of our relationship with God, different aspects about the natural world, how healing happens, how to use our supernatural solical gifts, all these different aspects. It's not so we can become an expert in any one area or all of them. It's not so you can learn how to raise the dead. It's not so you can feed your community or get healing for your wounds. Now, all those things may happen, but the reason that they happen is because they accomplish God's goal. And what is God's goal? To bring you into unity, spirit, soul, and body, so you can know him without shadow of turning, so you can be in relationship with him, so you can be his friend. He wants to share with us what he's doing, what he's creating, his plans, his, his love, his heart. And in order to do that, he turns us into those new wineskins. He does it. You can't do it. We can't do it. We cannot heal ourselves. Only he can. We cannot determine our future. He's already got that settled. And it's through this process of, can we say, a bunch of different experiments on a daily basis. Let's try this. Let's try that. It's through that process that we learn to trust him, that we learn how to give him our time, how to give him our attention, how to enter into that rest and enjoy the process. So let's get back to just talking about the presence of the Lord and our natural senses and our supernatural senses. And again, take this to the Lord. Say, Lord, what do you want to make real to me today? What's going on? for me today? What is your lesson for me today? It may not even relate to any of what we're talking about. But but you've done what he is looking for. You've turned to him. And by turning to him, you've turned away from doing things your way. So rather than trying to fight the battle, oh, I don't like it when I do this. I don't like this part about myself. I I wish I hadn't have done that, and how am I going to ever get through this? By turning to him, you don't have to fight all those battles. You can just turn, enter into his rest, enter into who he is, and again, rest and enjoy. We have such a limited experience of what we are, what life in us looks like. We look at different experiences of different, you know, Christians throughout time. We go, wow, that person was a a saint of God. 
Well, you're as much of a saint as anyone. Because it's not about anything we do. We are all exactly where we need to be today. And tomorrow you're going to be in a different place. The day after that you're going to be in a different place. So enjoy today. And I don't mean a fake being just happy, but but rest, being stepping back and being objective about, okay, Lord, I'm available. What's going on? Teach me what's going on. Now, there's things that he's likely going to put his finger on, and you just respond. Because what are the two things he asks of us? to give him our time and our attention. So let's think about the presence of God and how it makes itself real in the natural and in the supernatural. Most of us have at one time or another and in one way or another actually sensed the presence of the Lord. And each one of us is going to mean something different by that. It could be a natural sense, sensing his presence, or a supernatural sensing of his presence. Now remember, in your spirit, you are in his presence. So it's not just sensing it. It's always your your spirit cohabitates with God, never leaves his presence. So our soul and our body are heading in that direction. So most of us have sensed the presence of God. We've heard his voice internally, or we've recognized his hand, his guidance, or provision, apart from what's you know just a natural circumstance. So we can go, okay, I do know God has moved in my life. I do know that God is real. And let's just say, if you can't say that, if you can't say, I know God is real, or if you can't say, I know God loves me, those are really great goals to set for yourself. Because God wants you to know he is real, and he wants you to know he loves you. And again, knowing him is built on, it's a relationship, and all relationships are built on trust. So go ahead and write that down, and quietly, gently ask the Lord, Lord, I'm having a hard time trusting you because I don't even know if I really believe you're real. I have faith that you're real, I think you're real, it makes sense that you're real, but I really don't know. Or, I really don't know whether you really love me. I know hypothetically you do because you are love. But I really don't know that you love me. And those things are a great place to start to deal with any underlying trust issues you have with the Lord. And go ahead and get those trust issues out on the table. Lord, If you loved me, why did you let this happen? Why did you let me make this stupid decision? Why did you 
fill in the blank. And you may have to forgive him. Now, we, when we forgive God, it's not because he did something wrong. It's because we need to let go. So we say, Lord, I know that what you did was for my own good, but it hurt me. But I forgive you. And so we restore the relationship. It's not that he did anything wrong. It's that to restore the relationship, we have to express that he hurt us and forgive him for that. Again, it's not for him, it's for us. We are now a forgiving being. We forgive not because someone deserves it, but because we are a forgiving being. And God, we're going to look at, at things throughout our life where we, we feel God has let us down. And instead of just saying, well, you know, that's God's prerogative, forgive. Say, God, that hurt. I really wish, I'm disappointed. You, I would have thought you would have done something different. But I know you love me, so I, I forgive you. It's not about who you forgive. It's about recognizing that you are a forgiving person. So I think that's kind of a lot for you to think about for the next week. And if you have any questions or if you have any feedback, especially since we just did a little dive dive into the, the forgiveness part, and that can get real confusing because it is something that we, we've really been taught one way, like we were just talking about, but coming at it from a different angle, it's such a freeing experience because it it brings us back into relationship with God. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until that you until, until then, if you want to drop me a line at dianeattherainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio, it's always great to hear from you. Have a great, great rest of the week. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.